Hello everybody, and welcome to another session of Dungeons & Dragons, the Wish Upon a Star campaign. It's been a couple weeks, but I'm still your story master, Scott Riley, and I've got my whole party here tonight. We're going to start with the druid, Isby. Hello. The dwarf, Sabine. Good evening. Dwarf's totally a class, by the way. And then the barbarian, Logan Stormbluff. Hello, everyone. Followed by the cleric, Oz. Our game is blessed, y'all. The Finger Gun Master and Kate Billower, Eugene. Salutations. And got him. Got him. Got him. All right, so when we last left our heroes, they had found the house of one Francis Dahlmacher, a kidnapper with an unknown agenda. Definitely not the Fey agenda, though. Approaching his residence activated magical traps that set the party on edge. Carefully navigating the home, they found many clues that provided insight into the past and talents of Francis. They also discovered his motivation for abducting children. He's looking for something, and for an unknown person named Fenris. Everyone knew someone was close, as a faint singing could be heard throughout the house. Continuing to investigate, the party discovered a secret door that led deep down into the earth. At the end of the path, they saw a small gnome singing and crafting more dolls. A brief conversation brought up painful memories of Francis's past, and a murderous look took over his face, so he began to chant arcane words. And that's where we started, or that's where we left off, so that's where we'll pick up. All right, everybody, roll initiative. <laughs> 14. 12. 10. Condom's a 10. That's not bad. Sabine, Oz, Logan, what you got? I, I, Logan is 18, Sabine's 9. 6. That's a lot of dice. Uh, don't worry about it, bro. Believe in yourselves. All right, now I just gotta. I gotta. If I die, I won't have to worry about missing Game of Thrones. Whoa, whoa, whoa. what time's Game of Thrones start? Nine. I'm joking. It's a joke. I'll get you out of here. Don't worry. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's it's totally for real. All right, Eugene. As you mention his daughter and his wife, you see the murderous look overtake his face. And he starts to chant, and shoots a large blast of energy that animates five of the dolls that drop from the rack, creak as they stand up, and menacingly stare at all of you with shield and sword in hand. They start to walk towards you. Logan, you're up first. The dolls are all about 25 feet away in the center of the room, and they're heading for you in a large group. Cool. How far is Dollmacher? Dollmacher is roughly 25 feet away. He, er, yeah, he'd be 25 feet away at the end of the room. Cool. I'm going to pull out a javelin and throw it at his face. Well, first, I'd like to rage. Okay. Bonus action rage. Tell me, tell me how you get angry. I pull my spear and shield out and I slam it and make like a thunderous sound over and over again, just pumping myself up. And the, the air starts to conduct like small electricity around me and my muscles start to tense and my veins pop out my neck and I rage. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, you're angry. Toss a javelin at the poor old man. Forget this guy. <laughs> Don't care about this man. <laughs> uh, 19. Yeah, you got it. Cool. Maybe 6. That's uh, 7. Do you want to tell me how you hit him? I'll lean back, I'll grab a, prop my spear up against my shield, grab a spear from my back, and just, just 
slinging across the room and just shooting for his chest. As he's chanting, he sees the javelin come and kind of dips to the side. It leaves a large gash across his small cloth robe, but you see that it clearly found purchase and tore some skin off. Next on the initiative is one of the dolls. One of the dolls comes up, and as it comes closer, Oz, your detect magic ritual is still active. You notice that it has a ward on, on its body that has the same symbols as the ward of burning hands that you f- saw earlier in the house. And it's walking towards you. It is me? Oz. Okay. It is going to try and grapple you, Oz. All right. So you may oppose. Got a 19. I got a... Thankfully, I'm actually pretty strong here. Uh, 21 for my athletics. Okay, it tries to grab you, and you push it away, and that's its turn. Next on the initiative, looks like Eugene... All right, I think I am going to cast my Unseen Servant mm-hmm. and try to get my Unseen Servant to grapple the gnome. Okay. Yep, I'm going to stick him on the gnome. Tell me how you cast your Unseen Servant and how it gets to the gnome. Give you the agency. I will put my fists together and clench my face, so kind of looking like I'm trying to poop a little bit, and then release my hands without anybody really realizing what's gone on and just point at the gnome with a little bit of a whoosh of air going past people uh and the unseen servant goes to to do a grapple all right roll that roll that strength check i will oppose all right 16 okay so (laughs) the unseen servant makes its way to francis dahlmacher and being a an expert in magic he knows what's trying to hold him down and uses a wave of his hand to push the Unseen Servant out of the way with a gust of wind. So the Unseen Servant, it just gets moved out of the way. Okay. All right. Next on the initiative is doll number two. Doll number two comes up to you, Logan, and tries to slash you with its sword. Okay. Uh, 15. Misses. It comes in, swinging wide, and it clangs off your shield as you bring it forward to block the blow. Next on the initiative, the third doll comes up and tries to attack Logan, since Logan is in the front. Again, uh-huh. coming next to his buddy, he brings out his longsword, and 18 to hit. Yep, that hits. All right, we'll roll. Uh, you take five slashing damage as the sword grazes the shoulder that's exposed that isn't protected by the shield. What kind of damage is it? A slashing damage. Cool, Three. Not bad. Now, Isby, it is your turn. Okay, so I am going to use my action to wild shape. All right, what are we transforming into? I'm standing there. I'm panicking. I'm like, oh, oh man, oh man, oh man. And I'm trying to transform into a wolf. Okay. But then it turns out as a, a boar. I like that. A little, a little mishap there. A little mishap. I'm still learning. Fair. All right, so you are now a boar, and that's your action. Yes, and then can I move my, uh, use my movement? Yes, you can uh, use your movement. To move up to the dead man. The, the, wow, are you a divination mage? Yeah, so. It looks like he killed, like, it was clear that his throat has been slit at some point. Fair. The walking dead uh, man. Yes, so I'll use a little part of my movement to look confused, because... 
I'm not a wolf. And then I'm going to run up and snort a little bit. Okay. You kind of duck and dodge behind Osmit, avoiding all of the dolls, and make your way to Francis Dollmacher. He's very, like, taken aback by this boar that suddenly appeared. You hear him go, ah! Wasn't expecting a boar to come up right in front of him. Next... Neither was I. <laughs> Next on the initiative is doll number four. Uh, doll number four comes up, and uh, Oz, you seem like a solid target. 14 to hit. 14 is going to be a miss. As it comes down and tries to slash you with its longsword, you simply step out of the way and return to your original position. Next on the initiative is Ganem. So, so far, the only one who's taken damage has been Logan. Yeah. And he's sort of spearheading the attack. Yeah. So, order of entry, so that we have everything set in our minds. Isby's currently 25 feet away next to Francis. Oz and Logan are in the front of everybody, and then Sabine and you took up the rear, and Eugene's in the middle. So think of it like you guys are making an X right in front of the hallway entrance. Uh, Is there enough room for me to take up the next side to Logan? Yeah, you can walk around without provoking any attack of opportunity. Yeah, so I'm going to walk up next to Logan. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use my bonus action to pull out my blue dragon holy symbol, and cast uh, Shield of Faith on Logan. Ooh, I like that. Brand Seal. Protect him. And then I'll use my action to go into a defensive stance with my shield first. There you go. So you're taking the dodge action? I'm gonna take... Yeah, the dodge. Is it dodge? I thought there was a defense action too. I'm pretty sure there's... You uh, you can just dodge. Alright, I'll I'll do that then. Okay. Uh, I'll just say, Francis... Just surrender. Not on your life! I need that necklace! And next on the initiative is Sabine. Is she surrounded by any dolls? No. She's at the rear? You can take about... You can either go 15 feet to your left and flank the doll that Ganem and Logan are next to, or go 10 feet to your right and flank the doll that... Or one of the two dolls that's attacking Oz. I'm going to um, back up my furry boy. Hello. <laughs> you you rush next to Osmit, and you have one of two dolls to attack. Both of them look unscathed so far. Uh, dodge the one, and I'll, if I can't have a moment to point at the Burning Hands one. Yeah. <clears throat> Stay away from that one. I think it might uh, burn you if you get too close. Sounds good. And she picks up her, a- she picks up her great axe. All right. Wings for the other doll. All right, so you swing for one of the dolls in front of Oz. Give me a hit. 17. Hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. Give me some damage. That'd be 10 damage. Sabine, we got to talk about this. What? So seeing Osmond in trouble, you rush to his side. You bring Last Kiss way above your head and do a very nice arc swipe into the shoulder of the doll. It leaves a huge gash as you follow through with the swing and actually knocks the doll off center a little bit. Next, She grunts with enthusiasm. Heck yeah, she does. Yeah! So the last doll actually had trouble landing, fell to one knee, but gets up and walks over to you, Logan. It kind of waddles its way through the other dolls. And it's weird on this one. This one, again, tries to grab you 
but you don't notice anything strange about it. So if you want, it's trying to grapple you, you can make an opposed check, or you can let it grab you. That's fine, too. Nope. Ugh, 17. 17? Yes. So we're going to say if it meets, it beats. Sure. And it grabs you, and you see... Oh, wait, go ahead. So I beat it? I beat it, or he beats me? Because we both meet. Yeah. Ty goes to... Ty goes to whoever's offensive always. Okay, cool. Then he's got me. Yep. So he grabs... Is relative advantage for raging? Yeah, you heard the... Oh, no, it's not. Boo, I thought I heard two dice. It clocks against my other dice. Oh, okay, fair. What'd you get? I got one in this box. Uh, So that's a natural 19. Boo. So it tries to grab you, and you just basically stiff arm it and push it back five feet. Oh, cool. Last on the initiative, Oz. What you do? Ooh, get him. I'm going to draw my Spurgeon, shake it into the air, while muttering arcane incantation to watch the water drops glow with a light blue luminescence and make their way to Logan, Sabine, and Gotham to bless them. Movement? Yeah, just wanted to move away from the doll closer to Sabine and the rest. That would provoke an attack of opportunity. That's fine. Okay, so the doll with the glyph on it tries to attack you. And misses. So you dodge very easily. Next on the initiative is Francis Dollmacher. Seeing you all deal with the dolls relatively easily, none of them seem to be hurting you that much. He frantically stops what he's doing, turns his back to you, Isby, and starts constructing a doll. As he does this, he raises his hand up in the air, chants a little bit with arcane words, and you see three other versions of him pop up next to him they're slightly blurred but you can't tell the difference between any four of the ver- or any of the four versions and he begins to start working on the doll next on the initiative is logan storm blessed cool how many dolls are in front of me trace dolls fantastic i'm going to attack the one in the middle in front of me oh is that cleave coming buddy uh yeah i'm also gonna reckless attack my boy do it uh, that's a 21. Um, yeah, that hits. Cool. Um, so one, the, so I'll hit the one on the, I, yeah, I'm on the right, correct? Or I'm on the... You're on the left of the X. Okay, so I'll hit from center to left. Okay. Yeah, center and left. Yep. And they take 15 damage altogether on both of them. Tell me how this happens. When the one comes to grab me, I push him off with my shield and I bring my spear back, and I choke up on it. I choke down on it to bring it up above my head, and I swing the spear tip around, like slicing for like jugular, or where I would assume a vital point would be around their throats. Okay. And as you do this, you splinter most of the wood on the throat, and their heads are now hanging on. Both of their heads are now hanging on by like half of the original wood mass that was there. You notice that as they kind of move closer towards you, their heads are bobbling left to right, and the wood makes this really terrible creaking noise. Um, and free action? Yeah, go ahead. I'll smash my uh, my fist against the shield, uh, against my shield, and just look at them and pull my spear up and just scream, "Fear the storm god's thunder!" And that's whatever uh, you want to turn. All right, as that happens. Isby, you see all four of the clones of Francis Dahlmacher turn around. What are you all doing? Get them! Get them now! 
And uh, the next one is doll number one. So you reckless attacked, right? Correct, so he gets advantage. So we're going to try and hit you. Yeah, that advantage helps. We're going to try 19. Uh, that just hits. All right. It beats. You're going to take six slashing damage from the sword as it comes down, goes around your shield a little bit, and just gently grazes your shoulder. So I take three? Yes, because of your resistance. Sweet. Next on the initiative, Eugene, you see all this going down. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to hurl a firebolt at the doll that's nearly lacking a head. Go ahead. That is a 20 non-net. Yeah, that hits. We're going to have some damage. It's going to be nine damage. Hell yeah. You got it. So tell me how it happens. Just frantically pointing my fingers at that doll near Logan. Toss a toss a flame. Really, you know, not at all with any cool at it. <laughs> uh, and it just, I think it, if it's made of wood, it, it ignites, right? This is magical wood. It does not ignite. Okay. But I guess it just strikes this dude square in the chest. You got it. Leaves a nice a rattle. Leaves a nice singe mark right in the center mass. And then as my as my bonus action, I'm going to try to have my unseen servant grapple the gnome again. Okay. Roll me a strength check. It's a zero. Well, <laughs> it's like a negative. <laughs> yep. Doesn't doesn't work. So as as the illusions of Dal Francis Dahlmacher vibrate back and forth and bleed jump all around the workshop, your unseen servant isn't sure which one to grapple and hurts itself in the confusion. Not really. It just stands there unsure what to do. You want to move or free action? Nope. Next on the initiative is one of the other dolls, and this one's going to attack you too, Logan. Okay. And we're going to crit on that one. Yay! Uh, you will take 12 slashing damage. Yay! Yeah, buddy. And that's its turn. Next doll will attack... will walk around the side and try to attack Eugene. It's right next to you, Logan, so it does not provoke an attack of opportunity as it just walks by you. 18 to hit, Eugene? Oh, yeah, that hits. Okay. I, thought, I, I thought he was further behind me. Five feet. You you guys are making oh, an X together. Five feet behind me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eugene, you will take exactly two points of slashing damage because I can't roll dice to save my life. As the doll walks next to Logan and just pierces the tip of its sword into your shoulder. Can I can I free action or yeah. reaction real quick? Yeah, you got it. Oh no my arm. That seems good. So we went through that doll, that doll. Next on the initiative is Isby. How close do they get to Francis? You're right in front of him. There are four uh. versions of Francis haphazardly moving within five feet of each other. Okay. I messed up because I should have waited and charged. But since oh. I haven't attacked yet, so I want to use this uh, charge action. Don't you have to be like 10 feet away from him to do that? 20, uh, 20 feet, but I have a move speed of 40. All right, so you're going to back up? I'm going to run 20 feet away and make like a little half circle and come back. Like do this little half circle and okay. come back and hit 
All right. I'm gonna say the second one. You're gonna provoke uh, an attack of opportunity from Francis as you walk away, or uh, charge away, or do you not want to do that? Uh, no, that seems wasted because I don't have a lot of okay HP. So I messed up. Lesson learned. Okay, I'm still learning this uh, this wild trait. So I'm just gonna go ahead and use my tusk attack. Okay, so you're gonna gore him with your tusks. Roll to hit. I rolled a five. Okay. So the fir- your first attack misses, and you notice that one of the tusks goes through the illusion, but the illusion doesn't dissipate. Okay, and that, that do I know which one that was so I can keep track? You They move too quickly for you to be able to tell. They're jumping around, and there are four of them, so after about two or three seconds, you lose which one you hit originally as they look this, exactly like each other. This spells the word. It's pretty rough. All right, next on the initiative is doll number four. Doll number four is going to come to you, Sabine, and try and get back at you for leaving a gash in its chest. Does an 18 hit? Mm, Yes. All right. You're going to take three points of slashing damage as the sword swings overhead and finds a gap in your armor and leaves a small cut. Ganem, you're up. So at this point, I think I'm just going to charge forward at the Francis and just take an attack at him. Okay, so I'm going to assume you take the long way to avoid attack of opportunities. Yeah. You walk around the dolls and go in a wide circle, and just at the edge of your movement, you make it to the four illusions that are Francis Dollmacher. You see a very confused Isby Boar trying to keep track of one of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to give it a shot. All right, swing. All right, so it's a net 19. You you get a good clean slash across one of the illusions, and because you basically sever it in half, the two sides of the illusion fall to the ground and dissipate into mist. Now there are only three Francis Dahlmachers left. That'll end my turn. Okay. Next on the initiative is Sabine. I still have my great axe last kiss ready to roll, so I'd like to take another swing at the doll. Roll. None at 20? Yeah. No, sorry. 21. You got it. Hit. Uh, Eight damage. Once again, you decide that you need to even up both edges of your cut, and you swing in on the opposite end of this doll and take another large gash out of its shoulder as you hear the wood splintering as your axe finds its way through the chest of the doll. And Sabine would like to say at the doll while she's shredding it up, I never did enjoy playing with dolls. She's... (laughs) You see its face visibly go from menacing to sad. (laughs) Okay, next on the initiative is the last doll that has been pushed back from your your strong arm, Logan. It makes its way through the dolls again and tries to grapple you. Grapple? Yep. Uh, We're going to try an 18 this time. This doll's rolling pretty good. So, 19, natural 19 plus a d4. Yeah, it's a lot. You just you say want to know all no, no. You just say no. You just say no. no. Okay. no. So the no. doll, the doll comes up and tries to grab you. And how do you push it away this time? Uh, I literally just keep bashing it off with my shield. Just, just basic combat tactics. I like this. This is solid. All right. Uh, last on the initiative, Osmit Meadowhome. Get him. Yeah. Your illusions are no match for real magic, and I'll raise my hand and cast magic missile, which will hit Francis. Yeah. So it's an yeah. it's an auto hit. Are you going to describe it? Yeah, like, as I saw him cast the spell, I never let the original one out of my head. And so, raise my hand, 
start drawing a upside down triangle and from the corners of that the three arcane globes of magic just rocket out and hit them all right i like this knock out the uh, the damage <laughs> oh man that was almost perfect uh so it's gonna be 14 points of force damage sweet mother of god yeah one second <laughs> oh man so go ahead tell me how these magic missiles hit him i'll tell you he does not like it so they fly over one in between some of the dolls and all just go up and then from these like super almost kind of tron angles come in and slam into them as this happens he throws up his hands as a reaction and since i didn't pay attention to this they still do the damage but you see him chant his arcane words and a glowing shield aura comes around him you recognize this as the shield spell and know that that will protect him until the next his next turn from magic missiles so he's a little slow in his old age and he forgot that that was a reaction and he does it afterwards do you want to do anything else Oz? um just here to give sabine a pep talk if she needs it that's all all right next on the initiative is dollmacher so dollmacher hears your insult oz and says well she who has real magic He's going to turn to Ganem, who destroyed one of his clones. He extends his hand toward you, Ganem, and a puff of noxious gas releases from his palm. You must succeed on a constitution saving throw. So roll, roll con. Boo. That dad bod's going to do some work today. Eh, not too boo. 17. Okay, so you pass. As the gas comes around you, you're very familiar with poisonous gases, so you hold your breath. And only a small amount gets in. You take four points of poison damage. Ew. Next on the initiative, Logan, as you're ducking, dodging, and diving all of these dolls, what do you do? Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna keep killing them. All right. Are we still Which reckless attacking? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> seems, seems good. Seems good. You had me going. You're my favorite, Dylan. Uh, that's an 18. Yep. So I assume you're attacking the weakest looking doll. Yeah. All right, roll damage. That definitely hit. 13 damage. Tell me how you kill it. I just pull my spear back and push it straight into its chest. And then with the extra um, part of the spear, I put up underneath my arm and I lift it up and it slides down my spear and I just throw it off. One, that's super fucking dope. Two, or do you want to do anything else after you Vlad the Impaler of the doll? I don't think I have anything else. I, I think that's pretty good. Eugene, seeing the doll get impaled, what do you do? You're up next. First thing I do is I grab my shoulder, and then I'm going to throw another firebolt at the closest doll. Okay. So that I would be I one. one of the dolls. You just killed one of the dolls. There are five dolls total. Oh, okay. I thought there were only four dolls. Okay. Nope. There are, so there are two in front of Logan. One is five feet behind the other doll, and then there are two in front of Sabine and Oz. The one to, I guess, the right of Logan? Yep, you got like it. In, yeah, so that was a 13 to hit. Yep, it meets. All right. Roll fire damage. Fire damage. Fireball. Five. Five fire damage? So I try to raise the arm that just got cut, but just kind of... Eh, eh, and I take my hand off the uh, off my shoulder, and just a, fire, a little fireball flings out of it and zings this guy in the shoulder leaving a new singe mark on this doll. And I'm going to once again have my little unseen klutz try to grapple this guy. Please do it. Please do it. 
11? 19. Sorry, bud. This is a strong gnome. <laughs> Once again, your unseen servant is uncertain which of the three doll mockers to take. So as it grabs one, the mist just parts where its invisible hand would be. And it misses. The All right. That's yeah. it. All right. Next on the initiative is the doll you just burned, Eugene. And it's actually going to walk away from Logan. This is the one that has the glyph on it and it tries to grapple you, Eugene. Logan, you will get an opportunity of attack for this, so go ahead and roll. <laughs> Excellent. It's 21. Yeah, that hits. Roll damage. Cool. Uh, it's still max damage. Uh, so 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Oh my god. Woo so tell me what you do to it. Um, I throw the other doll off, and as the I see out of the corner of, the, of my eye the one walking away from me, and I choke up, uh, choke down on my spear, spin it, and try to slash for its leg to try to immobilize it and get it to slow down and not go towards uh, Eugene. And you take the leg clean off. The doll actually drops its sword and shield as it falls to the ground, but continues to crawl towards Eugene. Eugene, it gets up to you and tries to grab both of your legs with its hands. So it's trying to grapple you. Roll an opposed check. Can I do acrobatics to try to not let it grab my feet? Yeah, because you're defensive, so you can choose one of the two. Yeah, yeah so I'll go acrobatic. All right. 14. So this is a 16. So it grabs you, and you see a ward light up all over its body, and it just starts to burst into flames. Roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh boy. Twelve. That does not beat. So, you will be taking 12 points of fire damage as the doll ignites right under your feet and catches your robes on fire. I am down. No! He's down. The doll is also dead. Oh, wow. No! Okay, I was like, nobody cares that the doll's dead. That's fine. Whatever. So All right. I'm just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> next is the other doll in front of Yusubin. It crimes or it crawls over and tries to attack you, and it misses horribly as it goes for the same spot. And your years of fighting have taught you that it's just a quick sidestep to the left to avoid that entire swing. Next on the initiative, what up? <laughs> what up? Next on the initiative is Ganem. Uh, hearing, hearing Eugene squeal out in agony. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that was so perfect. I'm going to, uh, abandon Dollmacher for now. And rush over to Eugene's side. He's for fine, me. I got him. Oh. I'll turn, never mind, I won't do that. Okay, so what do you do? Uh, I'm gonna take a swing. Alright, swing away. Are his uh, Dudekins still up? Yep. 21 to hit? Yeah, even with even with the extra shield AC, that hits. So, uh, roll the second dice to see if you hit a clone or a regular one. That's, that's a 16. So again, your sword slices through one of the illusions, and it dissipates again. Now there are only two Dalmachers. And he kind of chuckles to himself, You're never going to hit me! <laughs> he also coughs a little blood up. <laughs> Oh, you. Anything else, Gonem? That's it. All right, next on the initiative is the second-to-last doll. This doll comes up to you, Oz, and tries to hug you. And you notice that this one is the one that had the ward on it. 
Oh my no, god. No, 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 Yeah, you know what this ward does now. Uh, and a seven? Uh, I also rolled a seven, but yeah. I get to add plus uh, two. Yep, so it tries to grab you. Tell me how you, you, you know, stop its advances. With the shepherd's crook, I just scooch it back. I just have this image in my head of the doll, like, reaching its hands out, and you just, like, holding it back with the crook, like, eh, eh, let me love you. <laughs> exactly, just, no, <laughs> no. Bad doll, no. Uh, next on the initiative is... Sabine, you're up. The doll in front of you is looking very bad. Well, why does it need to look bad when it can look dead? Do you say that out loud? Because he's sad from the insult that you threw his way. No, she just picks up her axe. Roll to hit. That's... Oh, that's a rough one. That'd be an eight. Is that with your modifiers? Yeah. The doll. Oh yeah, you could do action surge. Uh, I want to save it for Francis. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so you come in with last kiss, and it bounces off the doll's shield and makes a resounding ringing noise. Anything else you want to do? Mm. She's just frustrated, so she's like, ah. Get the grunting sound effects going today. I feel that. I feel that. Uh, next is the second-to-last doll. The second-to-last doll is going to attack you as it brings its shield down, Sabine, and swings its sword. Nat 20. We'll take that. <laughs> you are going to take eight points of slashing damage as it swings with increased vigor and takes that same gash and makes it bigger. Yeah, I am. Next is Osmit. You're up. I am going to... Uh, what is in between me and Eugene? Uh, nothing. Eugene, if you're facing the doll with in front of you with your shepherd's crook, Eugene is five feet behind you, adjacent. Oh, perfect. In that case, I will just reach behind me and spare the dying. All right. Eugene, you are stable. You do not have to roll death saving throws on your turn. Mm, hooray. <laughs> As a bonus, I will buy back a spell slot because I don't have any. Seems good. Tap into the training with Gaspard, the Knights of Arcanus. And you recall a way to bring back arcane energy into your body. Correct. Ooh, that's, that's super good. And then I will interpose myself between Eugene's body and the doll in front of me to make sure that it only attacks me to the best of my ability. Okay, you got it. So we'll go back to the top of the initiative with Dollmocker, and he just continues to work on his doll. He does not attack or anything. He finishes the doll and straps it to his chest. He then turns around and smiles at you menacingly and doesn't say anything, but you can just see in between his missing teeth, murderous intent. Next on the initiative, uh, Logan, killer of all things doll. What are you doing? You have one doll in front of you. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna swing for that doll real quick. Yeah, it's not looking too good, so. Uh, Rickleth attack? Yep. Roll with advantage. So that's 16 or an 18. It, it hits. Uh, okay, cool. Get, get you damage on, boy. Uh, so that's 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 
So do you just want to make like a marshmallow skewer at this point? You know, make some s'mores yeah. out of dolls? Yeah, just just a straight marshmallow skewer. All right, so you skewer the second doll. Do you throw it? It, it falls limp on your spear, and you realize that you've oh, ended yeah. it. Yeah, I throw it behind me, and then now that that one's dead, I'm going to use my movement to get up to Dollmocker. Okay, you're in between Isby and Ghanim, right next to Dollmocker, who's turned around. He has one illusion left, and he now has okay. a doll strapped to his chest. He's also bleeding from the mouth and the side. Cool. All right, we will go back to the top of the initiative. Eugene, you just got to chill, bud. I'm just going to take a nap like my buddy Sleep. Sleep? Oh, I like that crosstalk there. Isby, you're up. Okay. All right, I have a question. I have an answer, and so does Cody. Okay. Trying to be too difficult. Okay, so with Francis, I don't know which is him. But Correct. if I would provoke an opportunity attack, would that come from Francis himself? Like, would I would I be able to tell? So, mechanically speaking, the way the spell works is that when you attack them, you roll a dice to see if you hit the right one. But I really like the way you're thinking, so that works. Because they're doing the same thing, but the the magic or the the arrow or whatever you feel will only come from one. So, I would argue that yes, you would be able to do that. Damn really, I'll stand by it. Alright. Okay, so I'm going to... Gonna homebrew this shit. ...back 20 feet and then turn around and charge 20 feet after, but pause in between to take a split second to try to figure out which one's which. All right, yeah, he definitely tries to attack you. And he misses, unless your AC is a 7. It is not. So you see both of the illusions reach behind his back and pull out a crossbow. He fires it at you. And one of the Elusiori arrows dissipates about halfway through its course, and the other one clinks off the stone, and you see the source from where that clink came. Alright, so fingers crossed, I'm gonna roll. Alright, so that is 15. 15 hits. Oh, yeah, because he didn't use shield. Shield only lasts for a turn. Roll some damage. Okay, and I'm... I'm also charging because I'm 20 feet away, so I get an extra d6 on my damage. I don't like that. It's going to be 12. Oh my god. Boo. So, as you recognize which Francis... or So, tell me how you kill him. Oh, yay. I'm going to run back. How much damage? I didn't take any damage because he failed. I'm going to focus in and then just charge and then I'm gonna stomp on him a bunch like I'm a cow. So you come in and you gore him with your tusks. <laughs> he falls to the ground and goes Ugh! and as, you said you're stomping on him basically? Yeah like <laughs> as you're stomping on him Ghanim, Logan, and you Isby all make dexterity saving throws part of your stomping breaks the doll on his chest you see the whole doll light up with magical energy and a fireball start to grow where the doll was. Uh, do, I, do I see this? You do see it. It's right in front of you. You do get advantage, Logan. Also plus a d4 for those that are... Yep. 
Wait, so I I don't get any advantage, right? It's just a straight 20. It's a dexterity oh, saving throw, so add your dex modifier. Yeah. Have no advantage. Bean was the third blessed. That's right, that's right. Straight d20. <laughs> I rolled a 10. Okay, so one second. 17. 17, okay. Net 19, which stays a 19. Stays in that 19. Yeah, why, why wouldn't it stay in that 19? Because I had the 1d4. Oh, you didn't use it. Fair. No, I did use it. Oh, okay. Got you. I have minus one, plus one. All right, so Logan and Ghanem, you will take 16 points of fire damage as the fireball like engulfs you, but you duck just in time to take the brunt of the flame. Isby, you will take 32 damage. Oh. Okay, so how much health pull did the boar have? Uh... He had 11. So you would take, let's just round it for argument's sake, you would take 20 damage. Um, Isby's down. Uh, Isby only has 17. We're level 2, right? Yep, yep. Isby has 17 hit points. So uh, after all this, Isby's down. So as you go down, Isby, you hear the familiar laughter of a child. (laughs) And just as your just as your eyes start to close, you see the blonde girl that you've seen quite frequently sitting on top of the cage with eyes wide and a monstrous smile looking at you. Then you and then then, everything goes black. Yep, then you lose consciousness. <laughs> Yay. Story wise, as Francis loses consciousness, you notice all of the other dolls fall limp to the ground and start disintegrating. So combat is over. Running towards the aftermath. Oh, wow. Okay. That was so good. Oh, man. So uh, we're going to say that Oz wants to do something quick. Yeah, spare the dying on Isby's body. Yep. Isby, you are stable. Yay. But unconscious still, right? Yeah, it'll be an hour before you get back up. Same with Eugene. Just having bad nightmares about that creepy, creepy child. So everybody else notices that Isby and Eugene are stable thanks to Oz. And the room is somewhat quiet as a couple of moments of silence go by. Does anybody want to say anything? Let's search the room, see if there are any other dangers before we start settling down. For anything, I'm going to heal myself a little. And I'm going to use Lay on Hands to heal myself for 10 points. Because that was at 3... Yeah, I will start a ritual for detect magic. Seems good. Seems good. While also moving Eugene and Isby to a more comfortable position. Okay, so all that happens. Uh, Logan, you're going to roll an investigation? Yeah. All right. That's a 12. You notice no other magical or mechanical dangers in there. In fact, all the dolls on the rack as you're investigating everything... You notice that all of the dolls on the rack have disintegrated as well. As you pass by the cage, you get a chill down your spine. Sabine, is there anything that you want to do? Um, just searching around his workbench, I guess. Okay. See if there's anything of uh, particular value. All right, roll an investigation. That's a nat 20. One second, please. You find a small pouch that clinks like gold. Sabine's eyes kind of widen and she opens the pouch. So you open up the pouch and see the glint of platinum. You see you see four platinum coins in the pouch, which is equivalent to 40 gold. To four what? 
So a platinum's worth 10 gold. Baller. She tucks that away in her pocket. You got it. All right. Who, did I miss anybody? Ghanem, you healed yourself. Logan, you investigated. Sabine, you investigated. Two people are sleeping and Oz is detecting magic. We're casting the ritual. As you all are doing this, anybody near Francis actually hears a slight groaning and you notice his eyes open. Barely. They're very clouded. He coughs a little bit. <coughs> oh, that's a lot of blood. Oh, it's my blood. Oh, oh, this is bad. He mutters a few arcane words and raises his hand, and the symbol of a small horse illuminates in front of him and starts running away and dissipates about halfway through the room. You all, everybody who's conscious, hears a voice in the air that says, Children, come back to me so you can go home. I walk over to him. And I grab him by the front of his shirt. Okay. And go, what are you doing? As you pick him up, Ghanem, he coughs up blood and it starts to pour out of his mouth. He ignores your question and just starts to mutter, He broke his promise. That's not supposed to be how it works. A sad wolf should keep his word. I was close to finding the necklace. Oh, if Lucerus hadn't tricked me. Oh, Shuri, I'm sorry. Gods, please. And his eyes start to slowly fade. What necklace? I shake him a little. He barely hears you, Oz. You can see his eyes move towards you. His necklace. He needs it. Oh, I don't have much time left. Can I do a medicine check to see how bad the wounds really are? Yep, go ahead. Uh, 21. He is going to die. He is... There is clearly a load of internal bleeding... Not to mention the amount of fire damage across his body. You're not sure how he's conscious right now. Got him. If I stop him from dying, can you just choke him out? I can also stop him from dying, but... <sighs> yes. Oh, actually, I might just be able to cast Spare the Dying, and he might just still pass out from unconsciousness. Or, sorry, pass out from pain, become unconscious. If you um, need someone to yeah. check him out, I can get that for you. I'll attempt to Spare the Dying and see if that stops the wounds. So it stops the external bleeding, and as you cast the magic spell on him, you see his eyes clear up for a little bit, and he reaches out his hand behind all of you, like he's le reaching for something. And you hear him say, Oh, Sherry, I missed you so much. You kept your promise, Wolf. Thank you. And he goes quiet, and his eyes close. Is he still breathing? Uh, you check him. I mean, I've got my hand on him. He did. Oh, okay, I was about to say, if he's not dead, I'm going to go over there and put him out of his misery. <laughs> I'm going to make him die. Nope, he said his last words. He reached behind you all as if he saw something and then died. Good. Spare the dying but, was not enough to keep him from dying. I could have cured wounds on him, but I will. Let's argue he loses the will to live, so no amount of magical healing will bring him back. Ah, the Padme cat. While I have my hand on, on the ground. My brain to judge you fairly. And then I just toss his body out of my hand. All right. He, you, you now have a dead mage on the floor, two unconscious party members. And Logan, were you asking that question to the party or the DM? Uh, yes. Okay, so the DM will clarify and confirm that the spell he cast before he died told the children to come back. Okay. That is what you will get from the DM. You may RP it with the party if you so desire. Sabine probably knows. Sabine always knows. Um, 
all right, fan out. Uh, see if there's like a secret door for the kids. He did some magic before he passed. He called the children back. That means he'll probably just come here. I'd like to start investigating, looking for any sort of spell books, tomes, research notes. Okay. Roll investigation. May I do a guidance before this? Nothing stopping you. Well, while he does that, can I check Dolmacher's body? Yeah. Cool. Investigation. Uh, it's be 15, 4, and 1, so 20. All right, so yeah, Logan, you roll investigation. Oz, you don't yeah. find anything. You don't find anything that would constitute research notes, a spell book, or anything. You sift through all of the workbenches and find wood, magical components for spells that are very common that you, you would know, and woodworking tools to make dolls, which the bag next to the bench is full of sawdust and ash now. Gotcha. Uh, Non-nat 20. Okay, what were you looking for, Logan? I was just checking his body for items of interest, like any notes that he, like a, maybe like a pocket diary would have kept. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, I'm looting the body. That's fine. You find a bunch of quills for writing and two platinum that were st- stored in a pocket and blueberries. You also uh, notice that he's barefoot, which escaped all of you until this moment. Gotcha. Those are probably his boots upstairs. What was he wearing again? Anything of like note? Nope. Other than the new shoes? No shoes and common clothes with a carpentry apron on top of everything. All right, I'm going to cut off a slash, a slash of the uh, apron, like enough to tie around something. You got it. And uh, I'll, I'll tie it around the uh, top of my spear. I like that. It's white. Anybody else? Uh, I'm going to walk over to the cage. I'm still passed out, right? Yep, you and Eugene are passed out until I think that you can be healed and be brought back to consciousness but you can also wait an hour and then just come to consciousness with one HP. I just want to know. I was making sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if someone cast like cure wounds or something on you, you would come up. But nobody's done that yet. Got him. You wanted to go towards the cage. Yeah. Okay. You go towards the cage. I put my hands on one of the bars and I begin to look into it. You notice the large tunnel shaft that most likely leads to the room that you guys came from previously. The rug that is in tatters along with bunches of piles of sawdust where the dolls were. You also feel incredibly cold here compared to everywhere else in the room. Somehow in this semi-frigid room near the cage is about 20 degrees colder. Like you're, you, you start to see your breath around the cage. Is there anything in it? Nothing more than what I described. Is there a lock on it? Yes, there's a... If you go to the far right of the cage, it's plainly visible for you to see. There's a door with a lock on it. Is it lock on the inside of the cage or the outside? The outside of the cage. Where you are. And it's locked currently? Correct. You didn't have a key on him? Uh, no. No key that I saw. We could break it open. There's nothing in it. That's not really, oh. not really the problem. Why have it? Why have it? Why lock it? No key. Yeah. That's a good point. That means <clears throat> it could mean anything. Yeah. And I kind of just like flip the lock in frustration. It clanks on the bars as you flick it. I'm going to start carrying Eugene and and Isby upstairs. I can heal one of them. Me and Sabine. I can also carry one. Yeah. I'm saying I can heal one so you don't have to carry them. I mean, that that yeah, that'll work. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, which <laughs> one do you want me to I mean, here, you heal one and I'll use my healing potion on the other. Right. Don't use a potion. I'll, I'll bring the other one back. I'll cast Cure Wounds on Isby. 
All right, roll the roll the HP. So okay, roll the HP for both of them. Uh, Eugene gets five. Woohoo! Yeah, game, boys. <laughs> what is his characteristic thing to say? <laughs> I want to lift, help Eugene get back up, and pat him on the shoulders, and just be like, "Good fight! You fought till the end, and you fought hard." Yeah, and then I'm, I feel woozy. Yeah, coming back from unconsciousness does that. Uh, Isby, you get twelve. All right, Isby, you get twelve. Sabine, what do you want to do? Sabine hands uh, Eugene her her flask of never-ending water, and says, "Take a swig, boy. You'll feel better." I will swig. All right, Eugene, you swig the water and drink until sa- uh, satiated. It's cool and refreshing, and makes you feel better. All right. Um. After that, I'll walk over to Isby. Okay, she's currently waking up from consciousness. Isby, you open your eyes to see Ghanem standing over you and Logan walking towards you. Logan, you make it over to Isby. I'll lean down, like on my haunches, mm-hmm. kind of like slob squat, uh, and look at her. And if she's awake, I'll, I'll you know, sit her up and then look down at her and be like, well, princess, that was some uh, sick moves you pulled back there. Watch out! What's going on? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Calm down. Calm down. Uh, what happened? Those are just the third degree burns. You're gonna be fine. Yeah, you're gonna be fine. There's no scarring. You'll you'll be all right. Watch out! Mom can't go. Where to go? Where's where's where'd she go? You you gotta the, the what? Where, where did she go? Dolmacher's dead. Or what she? Oh uh. Sorry, uh, whew, nothing, uh, oh, uh. No, nothing even happened to Sabine this time. She's fine. Yeah, she's all right. She's not even drunk. Sabine leaves. <laughs> no, standing next to you. No, not Sabine. Oh, sorry. It was, at least my mind. It was mine. Mine, mine, mine. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. A little bit of, uh, you know, head damage. It happens. DM interference. Isby, do you actually look for her? Yeah, as I'm I'm coming up, I'm like looking everywhere like frantic, like because that was the last thing I saw and I've been out for a while, so I'm like frantically trying to see where the creepy child born child is. You got it. So as Logan finishes tries to finish comforting you, just out of your peripheral, you see her still sitting on top of the cage. And can I like try to get up and like sprint over there? Yeah, you you know, if you want to push... So Logan's currently right in your way to do that. So if you got up, you'd have to push oh, him. I was, I was helping her up, so... Oh, okay. And I'm, like, also, like, I'm frantic, so I'm probably... I'm sorry, Logan, I'm probably pushing push you out of the way a little bit. I'm, like, so done with creepy dead blonde child. Yeah, go right ahead. I don't want answers. Okay. Isby, you push everyone aside and sprint straight towards the cage. You tell me when you stop. I'm going to go until I'm, like, right in front of the kid. Okay, she has... Is, if she's going to stay there. Yeah, she's on top of the cage, which is roughly 10 feet high. Her hand, or her head is in her hands, and she's pouting as her hands are, or her elbows are on her knees. I'm going to scream, what do you want from me? She says nothing. She kind of notices you. It's weird. She has a, like, very hazed look in her eyes. She doesn't say anything to you, <laughs> and your uncle flashes in your mind for a second. And I'm going to shake it off and scream... Who are you? Mm, hello, I'm Eugene Bruckle. So, <laughs> <is he's> just... 
And to is, everyone else, I'm assuming yeah. Lois like Isby's losing her goddamn mind. Isby is just screaming at the other. Yeah, Isby <laughs> is ten feet in front of the cage, screaming at what looks like the top of it, and the only thing out of the ordinary is that you notice her breath is visible. I'm going to walk towards the cage and turn undead. Can you do that if you can't see it? Yeah, it's just each undead in a thirty foot radius. Cool. I will walk up, moving the shield to the front, putting both arms into the sleeves, and beginning to do a sort of drawing out sigil of multiple triangles, and then releasing this uh, same kind of warm, light blue aura that then just coats over everything in the 30-foot. Nothing happens. Isby, you see no reaction from the girl. And Oz, ice, your your holy symbol starts to get incredibly cold, and uh, you're holding it, right? Uh, using the emblazoned shield, yes. Is Yeah, so your shield gets incredibly cold, and ice starts to form around the rim of it. But you see no reaction, and Isby doesn't seem to have a reaction either. It's at this point that the girl gets up after giving you that vision, Isby, and just kind of turns to walk away and fades into the wall. What was exactly the vision I had of Esmond? It's the dream you've been having. Oh, yeah. So I'm just going to... I'm going to cast Cantrip Thorn Whip, which I assume is not going to do anything, but... Do you aim it at the... Be a disturbance. Yeah, at the girl, and I'm going to scream out of frustration. This marble guttural scream out of frustration. (laughs) And then I'm just going to fall into a just fall into my lap and start sobbing. So quick description for you. As the thorn whip reaches up and tries to grab the little girl's leg, you notice it instantly decay and look like a dead vine that's been dead for like years when it gets about two inches away from her. Do we we all see that? Yeah, so the vine's visible. So you guys see Isby chant the magic words required to bring the whip up. It breaks through the stones crawls up the cage at lightning speed and then suddenly stop as if it's been hit by a barrier and instantly wither and decay. Okay, I'm going to throw a javelin at that point. I like this. This is cool. Roll to actually, hit. Actually, no. I'll throw... I'll just... As soon as I see the thing wither, I probably wouldn't have had time to grab a uh, javy, so I'll throw my spear. All right, roll to hit. Okay. Uh, uh, divine sense. One second. But we're we're all gonna go through this, yo. Know, I'm assuming this all happens at the same time, so don't don't feel like you're gonna miss out. She is still walking away into the wall. Uh twenty-five. Yeah. So you throw this spear and it goes straight to the wall and makes a thung sound as about the first three inches of the spear tip go into the concrete. Isby, uh before you go down into your lap, you see it just go straight through her like she was aether. Ugh, that's it just I'm just in my lap, frustrated, sobbing. Fair, fair. Logan, you see nothing. You see your spear just whatever Isby's yelling at and whatever the vine was trying to get, your spear goes right through it. Great. Now you got to go get your spear. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks, thank you for believing in me. All right. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, go ahead. Can I uh, use divine sense? Remind me, I don't remember exactly what Divine Sense does. As an action until the end of my next turn, I know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of me that is not behind total cover. I got you. Do it. All right, so I do it. 
Cool. You look at the other end of the room where all this is happening and your eyes are enchanted with divine sense. You don't see anything, but your heart stops. You're not dead, oh. but it, it skips like, like as soon as you start to make out the silhouette <laughs> of something, your heart misses like three beats. Okay, um, so if there's something that I can sense, I do know the type. Not its identity, but I do know the type. Right. We're going to say it's celestial in nature. Okay. And hearing uh, Isby cry out in agony, I'm going to bail on my cape, run over, and give her a hug. Isby's frustrated and broken enough. She's just going to take it. She's too engulfed in her frustration at this point. It's like a breaking point for her, so it it just go ahead. Bring the hug on. Bring the hug on. From, from behind. <laughs> just, there we go, Eugene. Oh. There we go. Um, uh, how big are the doors and or benches in here? The doors? Question mark? Yes. What doors? Like that we passed to get through here, like the doors in the first room. How big were those just about? Oh. Like regular door size? Were they a little bit bigger? They were average human-sized doors. One person could go through them at about six feet tall and not feel like they had to duck. Okay. And what about the workbenches relatively? How big are they? So they're shorter. All of the workbenches and desks were the equivalent of half the normal size. Okay. Uh, going to do my best while... Because I assume we're still looking for the children, right? Yeah. I'm going to do um, my best to start grabbing some desks and some workbenches and start moving them upstairs. So to remind you guys, you did come down a very narrow trap door on a ladder, and it was a, a long way down. So you're going to try and carry well, a table if up. If he got him in, we can get him out. Yeah, okay. Move it in. That, that's how moving in works, my man. You're right. That is, that's technically how moving in works. We don't have magic as, you know, a method of moving in. Otherwise, moving you guys would be super easy. But I'm fine if you want to pick up some stuff and take it up. Because it will fit. It's just going to be cumbersome. Yeah, I'll ask Ganem, Sabine, or Logan to help me. Strong individuals. Uh, I gotta get my spear first. You're a brave man. Yeah, I'm, I was going to ask how tall the cage was. Ten feet. And if I could climb it, or can I just, like, run and, like, leap towards the top? Yeah, you want to parkour it? Uh, I don't want to parkour. I just want to strength jump ugh, and grab a hold and climb. You got it. The spear comes out of the wall very easily for you. Oh, and, no, 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 no. Oh. I'm getting on top of the cage where the thing was. You are on top of the cage. If nobody stops you, you're on top of the cage where the thing was. Is it cold? Nope. It feels like the same temperature as everywhere else. All right, I'm going to take my spear out. You got it. Spear in hand. Is it broke? Is nope. it broken? It's fine. It's a sturdy spear, man. Schnogar makes good spears. Yeah, it's my boy Schnogar from the Foul Anvil. Uh, I'll also pick up my javelin, and then I'll help, I'll help Oz take stuff. I'll make sure Isby and Eugene get up first. Okay. Does anybody want to see if Isby's even ready to go up because so far nobody's talked to her about this eugene's just hugging her yeah I'm harper actually, is i mean god i send my dog is having a mental breakdown i'm gonna walk Harper's over fine. i'm gonna walk over to her and uh kneel in front of her hey is me <sighs> yes yep yes uh what the Get off, Eugene. No, I'm like flinging him off. I'm like, get off me, Eugene. 
You need this. No, it is <laughs> off of me. What is? I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't fight I'm fine. it. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm gonna stand up. I will slump down. <laughs> Not trying to like keep her down, just like falling off of her. <laughs> you got it. What did you see? I'm. Ever since I've came here, I'm being followed by a by a child, and I don't think anyone else can see her. But I think I know someone who might be able to give me some answers. I and I wasn't up. smart enough to look for them before. I stand up in front of her and go, uh, "You know, there was something there. It's not just your imagination. It's it's not just me. No." I thought I was going crazy. And I gotta tell you, Isby, whatever it was, it made my heart stop. I'm, I don't, I don't think this is something, I'm scared. I don't think this is something even us as a group could handle. This, this, this city is something I was not prepared for. I don't think any of us were prepared for what this city had in store for us. I think, uh, I think I need to see if I can talk to Toomba. Tomba. 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 Quick, quick DM interference. What's everybody's passive perception? Well, Fifteen. Right, fifteen's the highest, right? Yeah, fifteen. Me and Isby. So, uh, nobody notices this, but Sabine, you feel a small hand tugging on the back of your chainmail. That's that's disturbing. She kind of shrieks in a very high-pitched sound that she's unused to making and steps, jumps, jumps a couple feet. And I assume you turn around when this happens? Very eerily. You see a small child rubbing her eyes, looking very groggy, and she just looks at you and says, I'm lost. Sabine kind of very gently nudges her with the handle of her great axe, just kind of pushes her away a little bit Uh and says, that's nice. Ow! Stop! I didn't, I didn't hurt you last. Just calm down a moment. You see her eyes start to tear up, and as this happens, uh, who's the closest to Oz? You hear the clinking of something coming down the ladder from the hallway that you guys entered the room from. And it sounds like multiple things are clinking. No, this isn't... Oh, no, 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 no. I wanted to get this done fast. <laughs> I mean... Do I see anything coming down the ladder? Do you go into the hallway and look? Because you're kind of adjacent to the hallway by now if you're still over where Isby originally was. Oh, I thought we were moving the stuff. So, okay, I'll give it to you. You see children starting to come down the ladder. And it's at this point that the girl turns back to you, Sabine, and goes, I'm hungry. Uh, me too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. God damn it. Sabine looks around for wherever Eugene is. Is he nearby? He's 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 working on it. Yeah, he's close. She points the little girl, like grabs her by the shoulders, like with the tips of her fingers, so she barely has to touch her. Turns her around and says, "Go talk to that funny-looking fellow there with the ears. He would love to be your friend." Okay, thanks. And she starts shoves her that direction. Okay, so she replies and starts to waddle her way over to Eugene. At this point, Oz, you see 
roughly nine other children making their way down the hallway, all rubbing their eyes. Back up the ladder, kids. They stop yeah, in, the middle, in the middle of the hallway and kind of look at you confused. Come on. I don't belong here either. Let's go. All right. They willingly listen to you, and they all head, the nine of them head up the ladder. The other little girl is heading towards you, Eugene. I'll give one of them uppies. Oh, hot dang. All right, one second. What's an uppie? Shoulder ride. It's where I put them on my shoulders slash that huge chest in the back anyway. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know what an uppie was. I was like waiting for it to be a spell. Yeah, I thought it was a drug. <laughs> it's a drug. He gives oh, them no. drugs. <laughs> I give them uppies. Not downers. It's a puppy without a pee. <laughs> well, I don't want to know what that puppy looks like. But so Oz, totally fixed. as a reaction, as soon as you pick up one of the small children and put them on your chest, which, by the way, they love. I'll then pick two more on top of my chest because I understand. Because, yeah, two of them look around and kind of give you a disapproving look. But as they see your hands coming to pick them up, they smile and relax. And now you have three children on the back of your chest. That's fine. I'll continue climbing up the ladder with them. All right. You guys make it up. No problem. The little girl finally makes his way to you, Eugene. I'm hungry. That nice lady over there said you'd be my friend. Friends share food. My eyes grow wide, glimmering with the hope of a thousand suns. I billow my cape. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will be your friend. My name is Eugene. Uh, let me see if I have anything to eat. Um, do, do I do I hear them talking about food? Yeah. Uh, I'll take the uh, blueberries from uh, the blueberries that I had, and I'll just kind of like nudge Eugene and be like, "Hey," and I'll just you know gently hand them off, you know, in his hand. Here Con you go, buddy. Thank you. And I'll hand them off to the little girl and go here. You know, mm, eat up, eat, eat, eat up, eat all that you can. Then let's make our way out of here. Thanks, Eugene. My name's Wendy. And she takes one of the berries from your hand and eats it heartily. And then she kind of like reaches out for your hand, Eugene. If there's a way to visibly show that my heart is melting, my heart is melting and I take her hand in a, in a firm, reassuring way and lead her out following everybody else. All right. Anybody, so technically right now, Oz is heading up with nine children. Eugene's on his way out with one child. Logan, Sabine, Isby, Ghanem, you guys are, you know, welcome to follow. Do you want to say anything? Uh, I'm going to pick up Dollmacher. <laughs> I mean, if everybody gets a kid, I want a kid too. Pick up the dead no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'm taking him back with me and going to find out if his, just, you know, something to do off while we're not on the thing. Uh, find out where his wife and child are buried and see if I can bury him next to him. Yeah, respect, respect. So you grab his dead body fair it's not hard he's a gnome you put him under one arm and you head up anybody else i'm gonna look at isby real quick well i'm gonna stop her before she walks away i just say isby let's let's talk later yeah uh, that's that's fine thanks and then head up all right sabine isby you guys going up yeah sabine holds on to her hand axe and she says you're the little sister, the only little sister I've ever needed. And she heads up the ladder. <laughs> I'd give her a dirty look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, so you guys head up the ladder. The Jessica, get off that. Jim, I'll give you a, a chance on the chest in a moment. Hey, Gregory, 
thought. You guys come up to the utter chaos of Oz trying to wrangle nine children who are slowly becoming much more awake and alert, but nothing else about the room has changed other than the utter chaos of Oz babysitting nine children. <laughs> I know what that feels like. <laughs> And I just keep, I just keep walking. Oh damn! Wait, leaving him, yeah. leaving him be. Fuck Wait, yeah. Tom, aren't you like an expert in this? Don't you have like sixteen kids or something? No, I had ten. It's, it's still a lot. That's why There's I'm walking that. away. <laughs> yeah, that's a hand you put. I'll put the body down, and I'll be like, "Hey, kids, have you ever heard of the Storm Lord?" Roll intimidation. Want to hear a story? Oh man, hold on. You said story. Yeah. Every single one of them stops, except for the one bouncing on the back of Oz's chest, and just rushes up to you, fully attentive. Uh, all right, all right, S- sit down. After I tell you the story, though, we got to take you back to your parents, okay? But you got to be calm and walk in a single file, and make sure that you hold hands with your buddy, and none of us get lost, okay? Every single story after we take them back. Oh, I don't want them running off. It'll be quick. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, you're right. You got to follow all of us and make sure you're holding on to each other's hands and not getting lost while I tell the story. Okay, kids? Roll persuasion. Oh, God. I ain't messing with you. You're trying to tell tell nine kids you just promised them something and you altered it in like five seconds. Roll persuasion. Um, Can I just roll intimidation instead? Yeah. (laughs) So say something menacing to them. No, I'm not going to roll. Follow me or you lose your hands. (laughs) Ooh, I'm going to produce a rope and children. Very fun game. Everyone holds on to the rope while we walk. If you hold on to the rope until the end, you'll get a very nice piece of cheese and some berries. It's it's 15, by the way. All right. So between you and Osmit, you they agree to do what you say, and they all grab the rope, and they're still expecting you. Like they they all hold the rope as Osmond requested, but they're all still looking at you like a you know flock of vultures waiting for you to tell the story. Okay. Um, Don't tell the story because we got like five minutes until. Oh no! I'm just gonna tell you what story it was. I'm basically okay. just going to I'm going to tell them the story of uh, Rhaegar and his wife and his uh, fallen from grace son. Oh, Branseal? I like it. All right. The story of Branseal. You got it. So everybody, unless anybody wants to do anything, the children follow Osmond out as the leader while they're all tentatively listening to Logan talk and walk. Gunnum, those desks and tables we brought up can use them to barricade the entrance as we all... From the inside or the outside? From either. Doesn't matter. I was thinking the inside, but I guess you... I I wouldn't know how to get out if I did it from the inside. Well, you just stack it up, squeeze through, and then pull the last bit as you squeeze through. You know, I could probably nail this thing shut. Well, if you want to do that, I just don't know how long kids are going to keep coming to the station. I'd rather they just get deterred. I mean, if you guys want to take the kids, I, I could probably knock out nailing this thing shut after 20 minutes. Okay. Here, here, go, go. I got it. Uh, just, just go. One last order of business. I just want to grab his shoes and put them on him. They fit perfectly. You find out that as you grab the boots from the edge of the closet, that they were his shoes. Yep. Cool. All right. So quick thing to wrap it up. As everybody leaves, Oz is leading the pack of nine children tied to rope because one of the children refused and has to sit on the back chest of Osmond. Logan is 
recounting the story of Bran Seal's fall from grace in his culture, and everybody else follows the herd, except for Gonim, who stays behind and barricades the door to Francis Dalmacher's house. Uh, Gonim, do me a favor. As you're trying to nail and shut the door, give me a skill check with your carpentry tools. Uh, uh, what's what's my modifier I'm using? Dexterity plus your proficiency. Yeah. So one. <laughs> your proficiency? Your your neg dex? Yeah. yeah, I'm neg dex, dude. So hell yeah. You nail it. Seventeen. Oh, seven. Okay. Seven. No, one is my modifier. Okay. I was like, how did you get a one, bro? Anyways, so as you finish the final nail in the door, you kind of tug on the handle. Think to yourself, this is solid. Nobody's getting in here. Okay. As that happens, you start to walk. You can see, it doesn't take you 20 minutes. You can see the end of your party's caravan and outside of the cave that you guys entered, because this is the undercity of Molehole, you see heavy rain on the outside of Molehole. And that's where we're end as Ghanim is looking out on a success mission as you guys return the children. So I'm ah! I'm your story master, Scott Riley, and we needed a happy ending at one point, so there it is. I'm gonna outro my party. We're gonna start with the man or the elf who finally made a real friend, Eugene. Wendy is my world. <laughs> bless up. Bless up. Logan the Doll Impaler, say goodnight. Night everyone. Osmit the Tamer of Children. Good night, everyone. The emotional wreck, Isby. <laughs> Bye. The slightly richer dwarf, who doesn't need a little sister, Sabine. Clink, clink, clink. And uh, the smartest dad that I've ever met, Ganem. Yeah, that storm don't look too good. No, it don't. <laughs>